Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Mr. Speaker Speaks, you know the podcast that informs, challenges and inspires, you know this is real talk from real people about real things. Learn more about me at VincentTEdwards.com and you can join the online community at VincentOnDemand.com where you get exclusive access to seminars, trainings, and much more to help you pivot into your purpose with power and precision. You know, life is all about purpose. And the question becomes, are you living yours? My guest today will be singer, songwriter, author, and educator, Kevin Edwards. He's going to be my guest today here on Mr. Speaker Speaks. Today's show is brought to you by the Knight Law Firm, specializing in personal injury law, criminal defense law, and family law. You can call them at 850-513-3151. Learn more about them at KnightLawFlorida.com. That's KnightLawFlorida.com. The Knight Law Firm, the representation you need, the service you deserve. Like always here on Mr. Speaker Speaks, we will go to a short prayer and an inspirational passage of scripture. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now just to say thank you for all that you've done, for all that you've allowed us to do, all that you've allowed us to experience, Lord, the growth and development over the years. And now, God, we just want to use this time to share and to pour into others things that can help them and inspire them to fulfill their destiny, to fulfill their purpose. I ask that you take control of this interview, lead it and guide it, for you knew this day before the foundation of the world. And, oh, Lord, I just come to you asking that your hand be upon my guest, Kevin Edwards, that your favor be upon him, that you continue to open up doors for his CD, for his book, O oh Lord, so that it will help others and help the kingdom of God, that he will be an inspiration to young people around the world. And Lord, we will forever give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Our inspirational passage of scripture today comes from the book of second timothy second timothy chapter one verse seven and it reads for god hath not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind no fear no fear because my guest today we're going to talk about his new book kevin turns fear into feet we're also going to talk about his upcoming cd great god and we're just going to share his life story my guest today kevin edwards is a singer songwriter author and educator he is a native of the panhandle of florida but currently resides in atlanta georgia he graduated from troy university with a bachelor degree in psychology he shared his musical attributes on the national and international level his music was featured in the 2019 european gospel festival in which he traveled to italy and switzerland singing gospel music musically he was trained in vocal classes during his college years 
He also received many years of choir and vocal training under the direction of Kevin Bond, Byron Cage, and Donald Lawrence, just to name a few. He became an author in 2013, releasing his first book, Poetic Expressions, The Therapy Sessions. He released his first CD in 2006, entitled The Favor of God, featuring the popular songs, Everything and Promise. In 2007, he was the recipient of the Best Vocalist Award at the Eagles Award in Atlanta, Georgia. He sung as a background artist in the 1961 Langston Hughes hit hits, Langston Hughes hit stage Christmas play, Black Nativity. He's been an extra in Tyler Perry movies, and his vocals were used in the Hollywood Paramount soundtrack for Fighting Temptations. He is a member of Elizabeth Baptist Church in Atlanta, Georgia, under the leadership of Dr. Craig Oliver. And currently, he's working on new music for Great God. Hallelujah. And we're going to share some of those uh, songs today. With all that being said, my brother, with the same last name, you know, I just say we related, Kevin Edwards. <laughs> Welcome to Mr. Doing, Speaker Speaks. Friend? How you doing? I'm doing quite well today. <laughs> I tell you, you were, as you were reading, I was listening to all the things that I had done. I was like, oh, my, my. I, don't care. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. <laughs> so it's just amazing. Oh, man. So we're, we're going to have a good time today just sharing with the listening audience all that you are doing, and especially your new children's book, Kevin Turns Fear <laughs> into Feet. But I want to start off this question. You know, who is your favorite male gospel vocalist? You know, I, I want you to think about that. I mean, I love me some John P. Key. Never met him. <laughs> Would love to meet him. Would love to interview him. You know, and I listen to everybody else, you know, all the others. But it's just something about John P. Key, all the horns and all. I mean, that full yeah. band sound. So that's my favorite male gospel vocalist. Who is yours and why? My favorite gospel artist is Daryl Coley. What was Daryl Coley, the late Daryl Coley. And I also, now I have two. I have Derek Coley and James Moore. Derek Coley, the reason why I liked him, his voice, he had one of these, he had a contemporary uh, sound. And when you listen to Derek Coley's voice, I mean, there's nobody, no one else who has the same sound as Derek Coley. The riffs and the runs and, you know, all of that. And so I, I used to pattern myself, you know, after the Derek Coley sound. Now, James Moore, James Moore, I loved his voice because it was anointed. I remember one time I was riding, coming back from some trip singing, and I had never heard of James Moore before. And they were playing James Moore uh, song in the on the bus, and I was sitting there thinking, "Now who in the world is this man?" Because you could feel the anointing from his voice, mm. and so that's the reason why I like James Moore because he was anointed. He was anointed singer, and I have people telling me the same thing when they hear me sing, they feel the anointing of God. So those are the two people. You said one, but those are the two that I really love. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, you know, I, I, I just just love having you here, man. I mean, you talk about the anointing. I, I remember uh, the the first um, CD that you released, man. I really loved this track here. Um, <laughs> and this track is entitled The Favor of God. Yes. 
I can tell you when I wrote that song and where I wrote it. <laughs> Go ahead and tell us a little bit. What, what, where were you when you wrote that one? That song, I was in Jamaica. I had gone to Jamaica with Jackie, Dr. Jackie McCullough. And uh, we were in a mission. We were doing missionary work. And I remember being in the hotel room thinking, God, I feel like I'm favored just to be here to help these people here in Jamaica. And with me saying that, the lyrics to the song started coming. And I started, my producer, before I left, my producer had given me some some beats and so some tracks. And so I, when I got there, I would listen to the tracks that he'd given me. And the lyrics to The Favor of God came. And I wrote that song in the hotel room. And I think we were in, was it St. Anne Bay? I think it was either St. Anne Bay or in between uh, Ocho Rios and Montego Bay. Somewhere in the, we were in one of those nice hotels. But yes, that's when I wrote that song. And that was back in 2000 and uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <Hello? It's been laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, I I, I got you. I mean, I, I, I just love, I remember when you came uh, in uh, Florida and actually did a concert. Um, right. Releasing uh, your CD. You know, a lot of times in life, we typically say, you know, a lot, you hear a lot of people say, oh, I don't have any regrets. You know, I, I wouldn't change a thing about my life, you know, everything. And I know all things work together for the good. But if you could do one thing over in your life, when you look at from birth to now, if you could do one thing over in your life, what would that be and why? It would be I would have pushed myself even more because I think I was afraid because uh, when I was younger, I just knew because like in my spirit, God had already told me that, you know, you were created to sing. You know, I created you to use your voice. But for some reason, you know, like when you when I moved, I remember when I moved to Atlanta and you start seeing all the big time people that were already out there. Then I, you know, you get afraid, you get intimidated because you feel like what you got doesn't, matter, doesn't match up to what they're doing. But I, I wish I had stayed focused to what God said, because God said, you shall do this and you shall do that. I wish I had stayed focused to that. And I probably would have been a little bit farther than I am, because the momentum that I have now in 2021, if I had that back in 2005 and six, when I released the album, I, I don't know where I would have been. <laughs> but like you said, all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord. Because maybe it wasn't the season then. Maybe it wasn't the time. That's why I'll just put it on myself, you know, because I'm seeing now things are just lining up and things are moving forward with, in a fast pace. So that would be the thing I, I would think that I wish I could do. I wish I would have pushed myself even more than I, than I did. In your own words, what is fear? Because we often hear, you know, fear stands for false evidence appearing real. And, you know, I even tell people that to me, I look at fear as facing events armed and ready. But in your own words, what is fear? Well, looking at the word fear, I would I would say the word means like when you are afraid to do something, when you're afraid to step out uh, on something that, you know, that you can do or that God has told you to do, but you, you're fearful of doing that. You fear, you fear rejection. You fear a lot of things. And so you don't do it. So that's, that's what I, I consider, you know, being fearful, being afraid. 
what's one childhood experience and you know that really developed and strengthened you a childhood experience when i was in high i was in school i was in the i and actually my teacher is still alive and i i had to call her to ask her exactly what what grade i was in but i remember being in school and the teacher see the teacher knew that i could sing she all she's one of those kind of people that god had placed into my life you know to help direct me and musically and so she knew she knew what what i had but I was afraid and I didn't know what I had. But she asked me to sing at a National Honor Society and uh, induction. And I remember being afraid and I was scared to do it. And I was like, how in the world am I going to do it? How am I going to get up in front of all these people and sing at the school in front of everybody? Like, why would you think that I, me, Kevin Edwards, can get up in front of all these people at school and do this? And she told me, oh, yes, you can do it. You're very well capable of doing it. And I remember being terrified and being scared, and but I did it afraid. And I think that's a part of like when you're fearful and you're scared of, to do something, you still you do it afraid. And the reason why I did it afraid because it's that God thing that I had been ordained to do and that I was created to do wouldn't allow me to not do it. I had to get up and try because God had already said, "This is who you are. You are a singer. You are this." And I got these people uh, placed in your life to get you to the next place, to get you out of being afraid and scared. So you have to do it. So I did it anyway. I did it afraid. And when I walked up there to the podium to sing and the whole school was quiet, listening to my voice, because, you know, I learned because I had been bullied, you know, when I was younger, you know, and I learned through that moment that even the enemy knows when you can do a certain thing or when you have a gift from God. And the enemy has to stand still and listen and 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 give you your props. And I remember after I finished singing it, the whole school, everybody around the school came to me and they was like, Kevin, you have a blessed voice. You, I mean, you're anointed. You can sing, you know. So that was that moment that changed my whole life in school. <laughs> Is that the premise behind your new children's book, Kevin Turns Fear yes. into Feet? Yes, it is. It, this, this is a friend. Everything I just said happened, and that's what I wrote in my book. And that, you know what? It goes to show that that happened back when I was in high school. And I've been out of school a long time. I, I, I was born in 1966. So you know uh, what year I graduated. All right. But God doesn't waste anything. Like, he remembers. Like, when we forget about situations and moments, God doesn't forget. He doesn't waste anything. And he, t- he now here we are in 2021 in the midst of a pandemic. And he brought all that stuff back up because of a child at my school. Wow. So, yes. The promises of God. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you, 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 <laughs> you know, I have to go here, right? You know, that scripture that says he watches over his word. You know, like when he, the when performance. he says you're going to do something. He right. He watches it until the, the performance. That's what that's what the Bible says. And when I when I read that scripture, it does something to me because that means anything that God has promised me, anything that He spoke to me, He's watching it. He's making sure. He's strategically planning for me. <laughs> so you know what I'm playing in the background now, don't you? Oh, I hear. <laughs> <laughs> I told you my house so far. <laughs> 
there's a problem. What? So that's what kept you going, knowing that God said he was going to fulfill his word. But you know what? Even with that promise, he gave me that song like back in 2000. And I wrote that song in 2001 or two, or somewhat around that age. Okay. And, and during that time, he was speaking to me. He was telling me, okay, this is the promise. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you. I remember him telling me I'd be in the car riding. And he says, uh, I know you don't see a lot of people around. You don't have this group of people around. He said, but I'm going to give the people to you. Like uh, people will know who you are. And Okay, so I was hearing all these things from God, these promises. Oh, I'm going to take you here. I'm going to take you there. I never forget being in Jamaica another time. And this prophet spoke to me. They didn't even know me. I didn't know him. He didn't know me. And he spoke to me and spoke a word over my life, told me all these things that God was going to do. And I was listening to it because I knew God had to tell him because he didn't know me. All right. And then I was listening to that song. But then years started passing by. And I started slipping into that. Uh, well, God, did you say, did you, I remember you promised me and you said that you were going to do a certain thing, but I don't see those things happening. And so I got to the place where I didn't even want to sing that song because I thought, well, maybe I missed it. Maybe, uh, maybe I thought God said that and he didn't. And it wasn't until about, it was at the beginning of the pandemic when my old producer called me and well, he used to be a musician for me. And he called me and asked me, would I come and do a song on his, uh, his he has like a, what does he call it, uh, a home session, where he brings in different artists to record videos, and he plays them on his uh, YouTube channel and on his website and all that. And so I told him, I said, well, I don't have any new music. And he says, uh, well, won't you sing one of your old songs? And then I said, well, you know what, let me do because I had gone to to uh, Italy at that time. So I was seeing the promises, like, well, wait a minute, you did tell me but that I would travel in other countries. And so that's coming kind of to pass. So I sang uh, Promise again uh, for him. And it just sparked the whole thing <laughs> all over again. Wow, that is, that's, that's powerful. Extremely powerful. And so your childhood experience gave you the background for the children's book. But what actually prompted you to say, let me write this um, book, but not only write it, but write it for children. Right. Well, uh, I was already working on a memoir because I was writing uh, things that I've, you know, that I've done, like my trip to Europe and, and other things. Like when I used to live in Los Angeles, uh, I used to go to James Cleveland Church. His church was right down the street from me. So I was writing a lot of the Kirk Howard, the, the musician, you know, at the church. But I didn't know Kirk Howard then. And uh, so I was writing a memoir and I was already going to talk about this, you know, situation that happened to me as a young child in that. But uh, one day at school, uh, the guidance counselor, well, everybody at my school knows that I'm a singer. And so the guidance counselor had a new student to come in to enroll. And evidently the, the student told her that, you know, she loved singing and, and she was a singer. And, uh, and so she said, well, I want you to meet someone. So she brought the student down to me. And when she brought the kid to me, as we were talking, I could feel that, you know, she lacked confidence like I did when I was that age. And uh, and so we talked and everything. And I felt that I counted it a privilege that the Dallas counselor, out of everybody at the school, that would bring, she would bring the child to me. And so that stayed in my mind. 
And then the child, I'm feeling like the child didn't, you know, lack confidence. That stayed in my mind. And so for about a week, I heard God say, you need to write your story and write it from a child's perspective. And so I was like, okay. And so I actually wrote the the entire storyline in a day because, like I said, I already had it in my head because I was going to put it in my memoir, but I was going to write it like a paragraph or two kind of describing, you know, what happened. But I wrote the whole story in a day. Then I started getting people to edit it for me. So I got three different people that, uh, and nobody charged, well, the first person charged me a little small, meager price. But everybody else just wanted to be a part of it because they read it and they were like, oh my God, you have a story. And so uh, so they started, they, joined, they did that. Then I needed an illustrator. And I put out on Facebook one day and I said, uh, I'm looking for an illustrator. If you know of one, please send them my way. This one lady sent me this guy uh, here in Atlanta. But then this guy from the Philippines sent me a message and he says, uh, if you send me your manuscript, I'll, I'll sketch uh, the main character, how I see it, and send it back to me. And he did exactly what he said. And and his pro- the price he charged me was just, I, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> and so <laughs> God fulfilled his promise, huh? <laughs> yes, he did, because God was in that. He want God wanted to make sure. And I at the time I could afford to pay whatever the, the first person said, but the, the the Philippine guy he told me his price and said this is what I would charge you to do this whole project. And I went with his and, and it was done. I have teachers right now telling me, I just cannot believe that uh, you completed a book at, to this magnitude so quickly. Like, how in the world did you do? But you can't explain God. You know, when God is in something and we give you the anointing to do it. Because that's how I operate in anything that I do. Like, God will give me the inspiration. Like, he'll say, do something. And I know in my spirit. And it's a knowing. I know that God said it. I know he wants me to do it. And I get on it. And soon as I get on it, I get, I, it's completed. It's done. So that's what I did with this music. I got right on it. I did. I wrote the story because he gave me the anointing to do it real quick. I wrote the story. We got it edited. We found the illustrator that was reasonable. And then I got it published. And the rest is it. And it's selling. I, when I tell you like hot cakes. <laughs> <laughs> selling like hot cakes. You're listening to Mr. Speaker Speaks, and my guest today is Kevin Edwards, and we're talking about his up, his uh, new CD and his book, Kevin Turns Fear Into Feet. How can my listening audience obtain a copy of this book? They can go. There's two places you can go. You can go to Amazon and order it through Amazon. You can go to my website. Now, if you go to my website, uh, it'll take you straight to Amazon. And what's your website? My website is www.kevinbedwards.com. That's kevinbedwards.com. All right. Correct. Go there and get it. What role did your parents play in your life? Oh, my God. Uh, Now, my dad, my dad used to sing. But I don't know. I don't know. He stopped. Like, I never really heard him sing. He used to love music. We always had gospel music. He loved the, what is it, the Mighty Clouds of Joe. He loved Joe Lagan. Mm. And so we heard that music in the house. Now, my dad was one of those old-fashioned dads. Like, I never knew if he appreciated my voice 
you know, what I did because he never told me. Every now and then I would see the look on his face, like when I was seeing or someone would tell him something that I had done. I could tell that he was probably pr- he was proud, but he never said it. But my mom, on the other hand, was a totally my mother. I've actually started singing when I was eight. I was in the church and uh, it was after one service. And my mom, me, my brother, and my sister were standing there waiting on my mom to finish talking to the pastor's wife. And I started singing. You know, we we started singing there waiting on. And the pastor's wife turned and says, Miss Sister Edwards, did you know Kevin can sing? Did you, did you hear him? And I remember the next Sunday, they put me in the adult choir, not the children's choir, not the youth choir. They put me in the adult choir and made me, from that point on, from eight years old, made me lead both songs. And when we would go to churches, I would have to lead the songs because no one in the church really could lead, you know. And so when they heard me and they heard my voice, you know, they were like, okay, we'll utilize you. And so I had to lead every song. But my mom, from that point, it's like my mom used to buy Back in the day, you know, when we had albums. Yeah, the old vinyl. <laughs> right, right, right. So she made sure my mom and my grandmother, my my dad's mother, they my grandma would buy me Walter Hawkins because Walter Hawkins is another singer that I, I love. I used to love Walter because he had a high range. And I used to pattern my range. I, I got my range from from uh him and uh James Moore. And so but my my grandmother and my mother would buy uh, albums and made sure that like, I had a new song every first Sunday when we had to go sing at these churches. Like I would have new, two new songs to sing. And so, and my mom has supported me, like, no matter what I've done, uh, no matter what concert, whatever. Like this weekend, I'm going home for two book signings. She'll be right there. If I'm, if she's somewhere close by, no matter what, if it's a CD signing, if it's a concert, she's always been there. And she has always told me like, uh, you're going to make it one day. You She calls me celebrity now. And she says, the reason why I call you that because I'm speaking it into existence. You know, it's not that I'm, be, you know, making you your head big or anything like that. That's just who you are. And I'm just calling you that. So I just let her say what she wants. <laughs> but I had great support. <laughs> great support. There's nothing like support to keep you going and to help you get to another location i mean the whole concept of relationships during the course of your your book signings and and you know unveiling of your book and going to schools have you had the opportunity to actually read your book to young people oh yes uh actually at my school the media specialist uh she told well she's actually one of the editors on the book and she told me she said before it came out she said listen she said when we come back from spring spring break she said, I want you to come in the uh, media center and I want you to read it to every grade level at the school. The reading coach had suggested, because the reading coach had read it too before I published it and she loved it. She said, oh, I would love for the fourth and fifth grade to hear your story. And uh, But the reading specialist said, no, I want everybody to school. So I have I read it to every class at my school. And uh, I'm going this weekend. And what school is that? You can go ahead and give them some props on the air. What school? <laughs> Hickory Hills Elementary. It's a Marietta City school. Okay. So the 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 the, the students that heard you read, they listened to the story. What feedback yes. have you received from them? Much. I have students that want to because I actually I posted. 
a few of the videos. I remember the first little child was a little girl. She came up to me after I finished reading and she said, I loved your story. It inspired me. And she was like a maybe third grade, I believe. And for her to say that kind of caught me off guard, but she rushed up on me and she said, I loved your story and it inspired me. And so I asked her, I said, would you say that again? And she said, okay. So we recorded her saying that again. And so, and of course, I presented her with a copy of my book. And then I had some fifth grade boys, not not the girl. I had fifth grade boys, uh, the, the the boys that that lead the pack. They mm. came up to me and they said, we would love a copy of your book, Mr. Edwards. And so, of course, I made sure I, I signed a copy and gave it to them. But I have gotten that. But what really did it for me was when I saw the first day I donated three books to the library at my school. And I was ha- I happened to be in the library at the time. And uh, th- all three of the books went out with the first class. And they were checked out. And to see my book being checked out and be- and, and and wanted, like they wanted my book. You know what I'm saying? That just did my heart all, all the good. <laughs> How has this, meaning God actually fulfilling a promise with the writing of this book, publishing this book, how has this changed your life um, spiritually and naturally? Spiritually, it, like I said previously, uh, it made me realize that God doesn't waste anything. He doesn't forget, you know, it, and, and that overwhelms me that I know the scripture said he's watching over his word and he does what he says. And he is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, he's got to bring it to pass. But all these things are lining up and I'm seeing it because I went through a season, like I said, in the beginning, I trusted all of that. Then I went through a season where I was like, I don't see anything happening. Like nothing is, you know, what's going on? And then I went through, now I'm in another season that I'm watching and seeing, like, okay, I've already done a tour, in, a three-week tour in Europe, going this year. And I'm the headliner this year. This year it'll be Kevin Edwards and Company going to, to Europe, and even though the pandemic allows us to. And uh, so I'm seeing all these things. And then with the book, you know, the next book, I'm seeing how God is and how he's touched. Like, I'm not really doing anything. Like, I'm not. I sent out some things, but most things, people contact me. Like, this has been the easiest ride. I've. Been. But let me tell you, go back and tell you this. Not too long ago, God spoke to me in the car, and he says, Kevin, I'm doing all of this. He said, what I need for you to do is get in the passenger side and ride. He said, because I'm, I got this. I'm doing all of this. And when I heard that, I said, okay. And so, and that's what he's been doing. Like, I really have not, most people contact me. Like, I get messages all the time. When I was going to California last week, my mom and my sister and I, uh, when I got in California and turned my phone back on from the flight, I had four things, four interviews, four things already lined up. People calling me, okay, get in touch with with me because I want you to come do this. So everything that God said is, is happening. And it's overwhelming me, and 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 it's, it's making me strong, uh, trust him even the more because he's doing what he said. So, what drives you and keeps you going? Staying focused—that drives me more. God, I'm focused on the words that God said. Now, you know, what I'm saying, like I said, I I went through a moment where I kind of wavered and. 
didn't know what was going on. But what drives me is seeing that God is in his hands is on this and seeing that God is moving me and shifting me and, and taking me here and doing this and doing that. Uh, it the focus keeps me keep moving forward. I'm just going to sit over here in the passenger side, wherever God leads, I'm going to follow and we know in the word, God says that, you know, he will give you the desires of your heart. Right. And I know that you, you're you submitting your will to his will with regard to this book and your new music project. What yes. would Kevin like the outcome of this book to be? What do you want this book to accomplish? I want this book to be in the hands of every young person. And, and trust me, the message is not just for young people. The message in this book is for adults as well. And uh, But I want this book to be in everybody's because there's a lot of good principles in this book. You learn how to how I prayed. Because the night before I went on stage, I, I was praying. I'm like, Lord, God help me. You know, like, God help. So you learn prayer in this. You learn that you you have to have people to support you. Like I had my mom and the teacher that, to support me. So I want this book to get into every hand. And I never forget, I told the media specialist and I said, uh, cause of, you know, school systems, like they order books from certain companies. And, uh, and those, those books that are in those companies are books that have been like the reviews have been very high and, and they've sold a whole lot. And I told the media specialist, I said, uh, my book shall be in Follett. That's one of the companies. And the other company is Scholastic. I said, I speak that my book will be in those in, in school when we order my books. And she said, you think very highly. I said, yeah, that's, I speak it. And it shall come to pass. <laughs> and so that's what I want. <laughs> my goodness. That's, my, yeah. that's what I want. Yeah, okay. And looking at where you are now, Based upon the beginnings, you know, we have that process and all those things have taken place and you didn't know when it was going to happen. You began to doubt that it was going to happen, but yet it all worked out. And now I want to lead into this song. Is working for your good. Talk to us about this track. Well, that song was written uh, at the beginning of the pandemic. It was when I told God yes, because as I was telling you previously, the uh, James Andrews, my uh, old musician, had called me and asked me what I sing, you know, for his home sessions. And so afterwards, he asked me, so what, would you consider, you know, working on some new music? And so I told him, I said, well, I don't have any new music. And he says, uh, okay, well, think about it. I said, okay. And I remember leaving there kind of excited because I had done the video again of Promise. And I was excited about, you know, 
the music and I was thinking, well, you know, maybe I'll get some music from some other people. You know, somebody else has written some songs. And I, because I kind of, at that moment, I was feeling like, you know, maybe I do want to go back to the studio. Maybe I want to do something. And when I said yes, with me thinking that way was saying yes to God. And so I remember God gave me this song. I was right. I was one morning, I was on my way to Sam's. And these lyrics came. And I was in the Sam's parking lot and I stopped. Uh, and I always have, of course, I had my phone with me and I had my recorder and I started recording uh, the, the lyrics. I started singing. And then I called James. I said, James, I think I have the first song. And he said, okay. He said, well, once you get everything written down and everything, he said, sing it, send it to me. And I said, okay. And I did that. I, I got home. I finished it up in a couple of days. And then I sent the the vocal, well, he's singing the, the, the song. I sent it to him. And he created the track, told me to come to the studio, and the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. <laughs> I mean, it just it just says you just have to trust the process, trust God, because we say it all the time. It's in Romans 8 and 28, and we know that all things work together for the good, but it's that process. Right. Now, now the lyrics themselves is um, like I wanted to throw in the towel because I didn't know what was going on with everything that is going on with my life. And then we're in a pandemic and I'm thinking like, Lord, what is really going on? You know what I'm saying? Are we going to be consumed? Are we going to live? Because, you know, at the very beginning of the pandemic, we didn't know what was going on. And so that song came out of that. And I know it was at a time where a lot of people were writing songs, but they were holding back because we're in a pandemic. Why would you release something when uh, uh, you can't really get the exposure that you want? But my heart said, no, 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 no. Release the song because people need to hear the, the positive message. Hmm. And so that's why I released that. What's the biggest lesson you've learned during this pandemic? I've le- Let me tell you, <laughs> oh my God. I've done better in the pandemic. <laughs> I've learned, to, I have financially in every way. I've done better. I've learned that I don't care what situation or circumstance or whatever's happening or whatever's not happening, God will take care of you no matter what. Like even in a dry time, when a time when people are losing their job, I didn't lose mine. I, stuff was added on. Money was coming, cash app, and, and, and through my, my uh, website. And, and let me go back and tell you this. Uh, recently, about two weeks ago, I received an email from CD Baby. And like my music, my new music is on uh, DistroKid. But CD Baby sent me a message and said, uh, attention, we need some more uh, live uh, CDs. And I'm thinking to myself, well, I, don't, I didn't think people were buying CDs anymore. I thought they were mostly downloaded. But but it was in high demand. They want more of my CD, the old CD. Wow. So I was like, I'm telling you. So God has been, what I learned through this season, that God takes care of his children. And if he said it, it's got to come to pass. And he won't let a pandemic stop. Because I should have been dead now. I'm not going to even go into all that. I'm not going to tell that. I should have been a couple of times. I suppose been dead. Like I've been in car accidents that you don't even know anything about that should have killed me. But I walked, I got up and walked. Now my car was total, mm. but I was able to walk out of the car 
across 75, man. You, you done been in Atlanta. You know how traffic is in Atlanta. Yeah, that's some serious traffic. traffic up. He, had, he had traffic backed up away from me. So my car could spin out of control and do what it needed to do and, and be beaten, banged up in the windows and all the glass and all that. And I was able to walk out of the, out of the car. So several couple of times I should have been dead. But God said, no, my word, I'm watching over my word. I know what I promised him. I know what I told him. And I got to bring it to pass. So he's a great so guy. That's what I've learned in this, this pandemic. I learned that what God says, he does. Is he a great God? He is an awesome. He is a great. <laughs> he, he is a great. I am the great. I am. Well, that leads I me into. Am, I am, I am. Yeah, I, I shared the first <clears throat> uh, track of the of the new CDs. Now I'm going to share this one. No one compares to our God. Even in this pandemic, He is a great God. So, great God, what's the story behind this one? That was a song that I was so grateful that how God has been had been good to me and you know sustained me and kept me through this pandemic. Ladies uh, and gentlemen, sorry about that. I hit another track. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> That's okay. But yeah, but during this time uh, pandemic, I was just like I was so grateful to God that. You know, that he was sustaining me financially in every way, taking care of me. And uh, so those those lyrics came early in the morning, too. It was like one Saturday morning. I was leaving the grocery store and those lyrics. And I remember pulling over and uh, I called the, the same producer. But God even told me, he says, OK, Eric Lampley in Florida, he's a bass player. He plays for like all the professional people. And he said, I, I want him on that. So I called Eric that same morning. Now, I hadn't even finished the song. I called Eric. Oh, yeah. He said, what we can do now. He said, nowadays, you can, uh, the producer can send the tracks to me. I can lay down my bass guitar parts and send it back to the producer. And they mix it in. I said, okay. And so then my friend in Italy, when I went to Europe, uh, John G is a drummer. And so I contacted him because I saw in Italy how they were collaborating. You know, like they would get with their friends and they would they would play stuff and they would be in what one would be in Germany, might one might be in wherever, and they were sending music back and forth, and then they would complete something together. So I called, I sent a message to him, and uh he said, Oh, I would love to play on uh beat the drums on it. So it was a collective uh collaborative uh music project. And so a lot of different people worked on this on this great guy. <laughs> so you know from firsthand experience that he is a great God and everything works God. out for your good. Yes. Yes. If I don't know anything else, I know those two things. And I know that, uh, he has been uh, on his mind. He's watching and he's taking care of Kevin. So which do you prefer? Which do you like the most? I'm going to put you on the spot being a singer or being an author or both the same. <laughs> I, well, I'm, I'm gonna be honest, honest with you. Uh, I'm really loving this author because, <laughs> but you don't have to do anything. You just have to go and read your book. You know what I'm saying? You don't have all the nerves and stuff come. You know, behind something, you have to get up. You have to 
and it's not the nerves of the people. It's the nerves of, okay, am I going to remember my, you know, because I'm older. Am I going to remember, remember my lyrics or whatever? And so, uh, but I love, I love singing because I know I was called to sing. Uh, but I, I, I guess I would have to say both because I'm, I'm loving both of them equally. Mm-hmm. Powerful. When you come to the end of the road, we don't know when that day is. What would you like to have said about Kevin? I want people to say he was full of books. He was full of music. He was full of purpose. And he died empty. Everything that was on the inside of me that God had placed on the inside of me to give to the world was gone. I don't want to die and I'm full of books or I'm full of music and uh, things that people should have heard and people, because so many people die and, and, and their gifts die along with them. But when I die, I want people to say, Kevin encouraged me with his music. He died empty of everything that God placed inside of him. My guest, Kevin Edwards, my brother. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> my friend. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. And I'm so glad I know you (laughs) because I'm just going to say you are a celebrity. And I'm so glad I have I have a celebrity right here on Mr. Speaker Speaks, the podcast about real people, real things and real talk. I tell you, final question before we get ready to close. What matters most to Kevin Edwards? My family matters most more than anything my mom is still alive and doing well she had the uh vaccine before we did she had back in december and uh but my family my mom my sister my brother my father's gone on to be you know it's going to be the lord but uh my family is the most important thing to me ever and we'll end right there kevin and i tell you it's been so good to have you on the show my listening audience please check him out at kevinbedwards.com that's kevinbedwards.com make sure you get a copy of that book oh my goodness um just go ahead and order it now for for every child that you know go ahead and purchase it and put it in your child's classroom so everybody can have a copy of that book kevin turns fear in to feet my goodness victory victory all over the place any last words before we close out my brother no i just want to thank you so much you have been an inspiration to me for a long time you have been instrumental in a lot of things in hawaii uh I, everything coming to my concert that meant more to me than anything somebody you didn't know me then you knew of me at that point and you drove all the way to uh, Shipley to my, my concert. So, oh, yeah, I just want to thank you for everything, for all these many years of friendship. Oh, you are welcome, my brother. That That's my goal. You know, I, I often tell people, you know, I'm only where I am because so many people have helped me. And if I can do anything to help somebody, I will. And I do it without looking for anything in return. You know why? Because my God is the same God you serve. And I know he is a great God. And he says, give and it shall be given unto you. So I and I just 
just give. And that's what I believe in doing. And my brother, anytime you ever want to be back on here on this show for anything, all you got to do is reach out and text me, call me, whatever. A spot is yours at any time. Yes. Love it. All right. Well, my listening audience, it's time for us to close. We're going to get ready to take this thing home. You know, I'm going to bring on some theme music. Take us on out of here. You know, you've been listening to Mr. Speaker Speaks. Visit me at VincentTEdwards.com or join the online community at VincentOnDemand.com so you can pivot into your purpose with power and precision. Life is all about purpose. Are you living yours? Remember, in all that you do, be magnificent. And until next time, be good, be blessed, but most of all, be a blessing to someone.